Welcome back to the Dig City Podcast. I'm Corey Palm alongside head coach Dave Shondell. Coach, we are fresh off a, uh, well, about to what, 16 hours removed from a great win over uh, the Fighting Illini on, on Beelan Court. Uh, we'll start there. We got a lot to talk about this week. Three yeah. matches in eight days. Um, but let's start there. Uh, kind of a, a complete performance by your crew. Yeah, it's always nice to start with the win. Um, but no, it was a bounce back match for us. Uh, Illinois has been playing pretty solid volleyball. They've got some serious weapons, and I and they're very capable of beating us, even in, in our gym. So it was important that after two losses this past weekend, one in which we played well, I know you'll get to those mm-hmm. in a minute, and then one we kind of uh, bottomed out toward the end of the match. Um, but to show our fans and to show ourselves what we're made out of, I thought was really, really important against Illinois. And from the first serve to the last serve, uh, I felt like our kids were locked and loaded. And that's what we needed to do. And so I was really proud. And that certainly gives us a big lift as we go into the the rest of uh, the season. It does. Uh, Specifically individuals who performed well last night. I know uh, Chloe's serve game sort of came alive four aces in yep. three sets. Eva led the team with kills. Taylor Anderson uh, continued to, to contribute up and down the scorecard. She really fills it up from the setter spot. Just who stood out to you individually? Well, I think our fans that are savvy enough are seeing the emergence of Eva Hudson. Uh, she was a great player for us last year. Uh, we documented the fact that she sat out the seven weeks prior to the start of practice this fall. Um, but she's she's coming. I mean, she is coming right now uh, for anybody that gets in her way. And uh, so I, I'm really happy to get her back uh, playing at, at the level that we, we expect her to be at and for us to be successful. Certainly, Chloe was bombing the serve. And even though it only had four aces, she was a bigger factor than that. Yeah. She seemed to be serving most of the match. It seemed like every time I look back there, I was given, well, I don't even have to give her a zone. She just jumps serves, and, she, and we have an idea where she, we want her to go with it. And I, and I thought she made some good defensive plays. And you know, when you get Chloe and Eva playing well together, you're, you're hard to handle. I felt like the, the setting game was really good last night. Uh, it's going to be a continued work in progress. Whenever you're a freshman and you're, and you're trying to figure out what goes on in the Big Ten Conference, it's not easy. There's going to be some ebbs and flows. And I thought certainly last night Taylor was at her very best, um, trying to give her a little less to, to try to manage uh, from a game plan standpoint and just run her own program and, and grow with that and learn, learn as she goes. And I thought she did a lot of good things, including serving. She served the ball really tough last night. And she defends well, and you know she puts up a big block, which is why we like to have her in the game as, as much as we do. And Skimmerhorn bounced back really, really well. I, she was not very good against uh, Northwestern, and, and she'd be the first to tell you that. And she watched a lot of tape, and, and we just you know, helped her with being a little more disciplined and being calm. And the more calm you are defensively, the more plays you're going to make. The, the more jittery you, and jumping around you are in the backcourt, the worst position you put yourself in. So I, w- I was really happy that against Raina Terry that our block was solid and um, then we duck balls against him. But I-, I thought we made some really good defensive plays throughout the night and just played hard, which we need to do. And, and, and Lourdes Myers had, had, you know, she's, if you're not paying attention to Lourdes Myers now, you got a problem Absolutely. because she's going to hurt you. And uh, our setters have a good connection with her and she's she gets on the ball right now. 
And I thought Raven played really hard again. Again, Raven's numbers aren't jumping off the chart right now, but they will. Mm -hmm. I mean, can you imagine what we're going to be like when when she starts joining that parade and and, and gets in rhythm, um, and our setters, you know, really start to to get together with her? It's going to be something. Kenna Waller did a nice job on the right side. Kind of went with her last night in that position because she's got a big connection to the University of Illinois. Her mom uh, was a swimmer. Uh, dad graduated from there. He was a baseball player. So um, I felt like let's let the you know, this fur fly here a little bit, see what, what she can do. And I thought she was really, really good. I don't think her numbers jumped off the chart. She was better than what her hitting numbers indicated, in my opinion. And she put up a good block, and she makes plays off the floor. She was really tuned in. Uh, everybody, Allie, Allie Horning played really, really well. Passed well, made defensive plays. I don't know if I'm leaving anybody out of there. I'm not trying to, but I, I just felt like it was a really collective team effort where everybody was sharp, and that's the way a young team has to play. You cannot go out and start wondering if you can compete at this level, yeah. which is what happened late against Northwestern. You've got to go out and battle from start to finish. Well, and if you've got doubt at any position, if you've got a couple, a couple players who are out there very confidently – but uh, somebody that that's going to get discovered very quickly in this league. Yeah. If if somebody's out there questioning themselves and their own abilities, yeah, the other team's going to find that out. Yeah, but fortunately that wasn't the case. And yep. now we have Iowa coming in on on Saturday, another very big match to end this homestand. It's been a four game homestand. We ho we hope to really make some hay, and and yet you know, we lost the first two. So it's crucial that we bounce back and 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 beat an Iowa team that played really well last night on national TV against Wisconsin. Um, they were right in every match. They hit two. They hit two twenty three against Wisconsin, who's a great mm -hmm. defensive team. I think the Badgers hit about three ten. So I mean, not a big discrepancy between the number one ranked team in the country and the Iowa Hawkeyes. One thing, bef uh, one quick thing about what you said about last night that uh, I want maybe you can help me and fans understand a little bit. You said it's a, a really good defensive effort. Mm -hmm. it, statistically, it didn't jump yeah. off. Illinois outblocked you. Yeah. Uh, Digs were about even. What do you mean when you say just collectively? It, it didn't always necessarily end in points, but yeah. but everyone was still just well passing. The first the first part of defense is your serving, and if you serve really tough like we did last night, and that's that's a major emphasis for this team right now mm -hmm. is having the guts to serve the ball tough and risk possibly making an error. But if you have confidence, you're going to make very few errors, and we made very few last night, maybe a couple uh, in in the entire game but it starts with serving the ball really really tough the reason there weren't a lot of blocks last night is number one they're a team that doesn't get blocked a lot but they're also hitting out of system a lot they're hitting from off the net they're hitting out of the back row um so they you know they also didn't hit for a high percentage so so i mean the number one thing you look at is what was your hitting percentage and what's their hitting percentage and what's the discrepancy and that's a good indicator of really how well you defended is their hitting percentage Blocks and digs have never been something. I like to get lots of blocks. I like to be a physical team sure. that's going to block a lot of balls. But when they're out of system frequently, it eliminates your opportunities. Usually you get stuff blocks on balls that are set within two to three feet of the net. And and that wasn't the case a lot last night. And, again, they've got they got some really physical athletes. You know, when you look at their their roster, 6'4", 6'3", 6'4", 6'3", their setter is six foot. And uh, so – you know they they're a difficult team to really go up and put the block on. I thought we dug well. Yeah. I just don't think they're the, the opportunities. They made some hitting errors. So if they make a hitting error, you can't dig it. You don't want to dig it if it's a hitting error. You want to let those balls go. Um, but for, just from the eye test uh, and knowing what I what little I know about playing defense, um, I felt 
when that match was over, without even looking at the stats, I said that was a defensive effort, and I was really pleased with it. It's a great point about serving being the start of defense. It's the start of your offense, so getting the, the match in play. But really, if, if it's tough to handle, then it's our right. system. Then right. it's I mean, that how well you serve line. dictates how difficult it's going to be yep. to block and defend. Yep. Nine aces last night for the team collectively. That's three percent. I'm not a a big math guy, but even I can do that, that one. Figure it out. Uh, okay, you already mentioned a little bit the, the past week, and we sort of saw, like you said, uh, uh, two very different performances. They both ended in, in losses for the Boilermakers, um, but a great match all around against Nebraska. That thing was just a barn burner yeah. uh, last Friday night uh, in Holloway. Great crowd, really, really into it, and a really gutty performance by your team. Yeah, and, and you know enough that when when Nebraska comes in here, we always compete with them very, very well. Um, I thought that we would. I, I knew the fact that we were both young teams might balance the playing field a little bit, and it did only because our squad competed. Yeah. I mean, they, they were prepared. They were mentally engaged. And, you know, a, a few bounces the other way, a few calls this way or that way, and the, the game could have gone the other way. I think Nebraska is – playing as well as any team in the country, maybe better. Uh, it was a, their first significant road trip that they mm -hmm. took, and I think that took them a while on both nights, both here and in Bloomington, uh, to kind of get organized and, and get settled in. But even when they were settled in, in sets four and five, it was a free-for-all. And I think we won the fourth set 25-19, something like that, if that sounds close. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, uh, it's 12-11 when that – one call was made where I've got video evidence of it that, that says it was different than the way it was called. Um, and who knows who wins the match that way, but it certainly would have, would have made it different. And, um, but they're a great team. We stepped up. We played well. And then we came back against uh, Northwestern and got off to a really good start. Um, I think we won 17 and 15, something mm -hmm. like that, in the first two sets. And uh, then they made a couple adjustments that were very effective. Uh, they had a big kid, uh, Julia, that uh, I don't know how to pronounce her last name, Sachima, Sachikomo or something San, like that. San Giacomo. Okay. And uh, she started hammering balls, and she just looked like the you know the best player in the Big Ten she for uh, the last three sets. And we did not adjust to her as well as we should have, uh, partially because we were young, partially because she was really good. And, uh, you know, we, were, we lose the next three, and we could have won two of those three that we lost, but we didn't. And uh, so that great learning lesson for a young team, and it stung, it hurt, but um, the good news is that we showed enough character a few days later to bounce back and win. That's really the nice thing about having a quick turnaround. Yeah. When, when, when things go well, it makes it a lot easier to turn You're, you're not in pain as long. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And so, but the message I had to our team last night, Corey, afterwards is we don't need to be an up and down team. That ain't going to get us very far. Nope. Okay, we have to go out and play at a high level every night. We step on the floor. We can't have to have an obvious purpose in why we're going to play well. Mm -hmm. Like, because we got beat, we shouldn't have, and we feel bad about it. Every match, we have to understand that if we want to reach the outcome that this team has set their mind on, then we have to come out and play every night. That'll be the focus uh, when, you, when you welcome the Iowa Hawkeyes to town Saturday night. We'll preview that match right after the break. Dig City Podcast is presented by Franciscan Health Sports Medicine, inspiring health. Franciscan is the official medical services provider of Purdue Athletics. Now back to the show. 
Okay, Coach, uh, like you said before, uh, Iowa comes to town. Quick turnaround again. Uh, you got a couple days of training to get ready for the Hawkeyes, but uh, they're, they're playing pretty well right now. What, what specifically, I, I know you're probably just now getting into the film, uh, what specifically are they doing well? Well, number one, their record is not indicative of how good they are. I think they're about 500 overall, but they're 0-5 in the league. Um, but Jim Barnes is doing a really good I'm, – I'm going to say he's doing a masterful job of getting that program on its feet and, and making progress. And when you watched a full house last night in their venue in Iowa City play against Wisconsin, who's the number one ranked team in the, in the land – and they're up 19-18 in the first set, and they're competing in every set, it tells you that they are not a bottom feeder in this league. Mm -hmm. They're a team that is moving forward, and they believe in what they're doing. And they're, that's a scary team. That's a dangerous team. I want to say scary team, but they're a dangerous team uh, to, to have to play because they're searching for something right now. And uh, he hasn't played very, very hard. They're they, they have a two-setter offense, but it's a two-setter system, but it's similar to 5-1 because – play a little smaller girl in the back row and then a bigger athlete comes in in the front row that is young but but really talented really athletic their outside hitters are bombing balls they have one of the biggest kids in the league a six uh six middle maybe six seven by now that gave us a lot of trouble last year um and they, they dig balls and, and they're always well prepared um, he's got jim has a really good coaching staff and you can just watch their team play to understand that they have a plan every time they come into a match and their kids follow the plan, and they understand, they believe in their coaches. So it's, you know, I, I, I go back to, you know, 20 and a half years ago when, when our staff came in here, and you have the first thing you have to do is get the team on board, and that team's on board. Mm -hmm. And he's brought transfers in, he's brought recruits in, uh, he's done a lot of different things to make them relevant in a short amount of time. Does it help at all? I know you've got, <clears throat> you've got a young team yourself, so maybe not, but does it help at all that, you were in two dogfights with the Hawkeyes last year. Is it the your returners don't have to look very far to see how scrappy this this Hawkeye team can be? How much how much of a challenge yeah, I, it is? Well, I feel like our team believes every time they step on the floor they're going to be in a dogfight because that's all we've been in. Yep. I mean, can you tell me an, an opportunity that we walked through a match? Because I I don't recall it this no. year. So I mean, I, they know now that um, this league is tough. That the the preseason slate was really tough and that's just the way it's going to be and the good news is that prepares you and it makes you better and, and you understand what's coming next the bad part of it is we got a lot of really good players that aren't getting on the floor and getting opportunities and 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 they they struggle with that and i struggle with that but we continue to you know to try to work things out and discuss you know this is how you can find an opportunity but like last night in a match where things went really well and everybody was playing great on the floor that's not a time to try to find opportunities for other players. Not in this league. Nope. And so um, there were some people I was, you know, we would plan maybe playing a big right side player um, to give us maybe even a bigger block. And, and you know, uh, Emily Brown, who's been playing magnificent for us, doesn't, we don't need to call on her because uh, our backcourt presence was, presence was really good. So uh, I struggle with the fact that we've scheduled so tough and our league is so tough. But on the other hand, you know, it's a process. Whenever you play, come to the Big Ten, there, there's no automatics that you're going to step on the floor when you want to. It, it's, it just takes time, and you have to earn that opportunity. And, and I think our players in the gym are all, all doing what they need to do.
Um, and so I think that, that we have a bright future here and a lot of young players, but all those young players can't get on the floor as much as they like. That's uh, part of the growing process and, and absolutely part of the student-athlete experience is, yeah. is, is dealing with that, learning how, how well, to, and I mean, to make I, the most of your And I, I totally agree with that. I mean, that's why we have what we have here. Mm -hmm. It prepares you for life. I mean, I, I don't think everybody is going to walk out after graduation and have the best job in the world handed to them. I mean, it, it, it takes that effort. And I'm not saying our kids aren't doing what they need to do. They are. They're, Absolutely. Wor they're working hard. They're yep. diligent. They're committed. Mm -hmm. But yet, it's just it's just the way it is in the Big Ten, and 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 that's you know people do leave, people do you know transfer nowadays. I don't know if you noticed, they got this thing called the portal. I don't like it, but um, you know it's 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 there, and um, I, I just I, I I think the fact that our kids are open with me and they have conversations with me, and I try to give them the feedback that I can to help them with the process. Those things are all important. Kind of the most you can do is is be open and and you know. Focus on success. Uh, I was seven o'clock uh, Saturday in Holloway Gymnasium. If you, if you can't get to to Holloway, uh, it's on Big Ten Plus. We will be uh, we'll be streaming that one. <clears throat> what a well. what a crowd last night for a midweek match. Boy, you ain't lying. I, there was a lot of some nervousness going into that. They, yeah, they, I, maybe they, I, I even asked. I even asked uh, um, Rachel Rachel Coe, our outstanding communications director. I said, "You guys have this place packed for us tonight." And, <laughs> She said, I'm going to try. She said, we got these, uh, I call them classic drinking devices, those mugs, those plastic black yeah. mugs. So that helped a little bit because the crowd was there early, at least the students. So I was encouraged by that. But we ended up with a great crowd. I think most of the board of trustees were there last night. That's, they that's came good. out. And that, of course, it was it was interesting before the match starts when my director of operations, Carrie Grinnell, says, hey, all the board of trustees are going to be here tonight. I said, <laughs> I'm not sure I needed to hear that right wait, now before the match. Wait till maybe. Wait a minute, why? <laughs> yeah, why are they here? Is there a bigger problem than I know of? So anyway, um, so it was nice that they were there and they saw our team play a, a really, really good match and they were able to get out in good time. That's good. That's good. Uh, one one thing, uh, we talked a little bit earlier uh, off air uh, about the schedule. It is the only the only weekend match you've got coming up and and. You take on Iowa Saturday night, and then you're back at it next Wednesday. Mm -hmm. um, kind of less traditionally conventional scheduling, but but it's becoming more common as yeah. as TV becomes a focus for volleyball. Yeah, there's nothing traditional anymore about the yeah. Big Ten schedule. It used to be when we first arrived, which, as you know, was 20 years ago, you played Friday and Saturday, and then Friday and Saturday, and then Friday and Saturday. And... That was fine from a standpoint of preparing and developing talent. You could really go hard Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, taper off Thursday, play Friday, and then have a try to get ready for the next quick. opponent on Saturday. Um, I like always having at least one day off in mm -hmm. between. I mean, I'm not sure what the Big Ten was thinking when they were making us play back-to-back -back Friday and Saturday nights. That volleyball wasn't a, a tough sport or you didn't have to jump or whatever else, but – uh, having that day off allows the better team to have a chance to win more frequently um, because you get that chance to prepare and that chance to rest bodies so that they have that at least a day off. Um, so there's nothing really um, consistent about what we what we have now. You might play back, and it might be a time or two this week. We do this year we do play back to back, yeah. um, but for the most part we're either going Wednesday Saturday or we're going Friday Sunday along those lines, and I like that. But this you know this Wednesday. Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, 
um, this time along, I, I like it. It gives you time to get ready for some opponents that are really, really good. Mm -hmm. You know, as, as you know, after Iowa on Saturday, we go to Bloomington. And uh, they'll be waiting there. They'll be hanging off the rafters uh, down at Wilkinson Hall, yep. which I, I think will be great. It'll be great for the sport. It'll be great for the rivalry between Purdue and Indiana. And I think the more fans that our players see, the better some of our kids are going to compete and going to play. And then we go to Ohio State right after that. Um, so it'll, it'll be, uh, it'll be a, a challenging week, but everything we do in this is – league is designed to challenge your athletes that's for sure i can only imagine they were more concerned about travel and travel budgets it was uh, all about budget that, that yeah. that's 100 percent why it used yeah. to be and, and things have changed yeah. in that realm for the better certainly for the student athlete well-being yeah um one yeah. last thing coach before we get out of here and you don't know this one's coming but uh um sorry in the hallway earlier talking with coach katie gerald's yeah as uh you know women's basketball season is is ramping up um, I, I know you guys have a really good relationship. Yeah. Um, why is that important to you? Well, I, I want to have a great relationship with every coach that's on this campus. I am at this point in time the oldest guy here. <laughs> um, I'm even older than Bobinski. Yeah, I right. think uh, he likes to tell me that. It's only by a month or two. But first of all, you know, I'm a basketball guy. I mean, I, I love the sport of basketball. And I love watching teams practice. And, I, and Katie Gerald's is a rock star. Um, you know, she came in and, and took the program over from um, another person I really, really like, and that was Sharon Versup. And it was just a good opportunity at that point in time to make a change. And and um, Katie is connects with people, mm -hmm. and she's got this dog in her, and um, she she's reaching for the stars. She just doesn't want to be, you know, relevant. I mean, her, her goals are super, super high. And she knows that Purdue is providing everything they can to build this women's basketball program. Now, that doesn't mean you've got everything that Duke has or Stanford has or Connecticut has or all those kind of things because they build it, they've had a tradition at those places. But she's young. She's energetic. She's put together a really impressive staff. Uh, they're going to be much better this season. They're going to be fun to watch. I think the crowds are going to blow up uh, for women's basketball here because, number one, you've got a, a great coach who's a Purdue alumni that they all love and care about, and she's going to do things the right way, and she will not back down from anybody. I can tell you that. It's, it's, been, it's been fun to watch that a little, uh, a little bit. And, you know, uh, people who are outside the athletic department kind of, you know, it's easy to think of each team separately and, yep. and and not conceive of this place as as all parts of a larger team yep. purdue athletics is, well it's, is, it's is also awesome. nice that she's they're right across the hall that's true and and there there have been some times over the past few years where i've gone over her to her office and vented and and, and vice versa and um and we understand each other we know what it's like to compete in this league and and sometimes we blow things way out of proportion in our own minds, and we need someone else to say, what are you talking about? Read it back. Yeah, what are you doing? And so um, that's, that's how it works. And, and that, you know, that's kind of like when you get beat in this league, sometimes you think there's no tomorrow. And yet you find out that there is. Yeah. And you can't, you can't hang your head uh, as a coach because that's going to send that message to your entire team. And um but it is tough. It's tough for athletes. It's tough for players. But, again, it builds you for the future. 
Well, we're... Uh, I'm not sure what my future is. <laughs> me Whatever neither. it is, I'm being built for it. Me neither, my friend. Um, about my future, not yours. <laughs> I, I know your future uh, probably has probably has the words Hall of Fame in it. Yeah. Uh, Saturday night, 7 o'clock against the Iowa Hawkeyes. Uh, we will leave it there for this week. Coach, thank you as always, and good luck. Thanks, Corey. Nice job today.